Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome into a special episode of Believe in Rams. This is the first team filling in for Cam Lynch and Jake Ellenbogen. And today, we're going to be sharing our thoughts on what the Los Angeles Rams need to do in the 2024 offseason. If you're unfamiliar with us, first team, we are an NFL draft, a little bit of a college football show. We break down top prospect team needs, all of that stuff for building teams of the future. I am Joe DeLeon. Joining me is former NFL and college QB also host of the Sims Complete podcast, Matt Sims, and of course, NFL Draft analyst, Irish Breakdown recruiting analyst, Ryan Roberts. We're going to be talking about the Rams today. Ryan is a Rams fan, so that makes things a little yes, bit sir. easier. Try not to get too fanny <laughs> over here, Ryan. You know, try not to get too, uh, you know, excited when we're talking about this stuff. But I want to start, guys, with our team needs here for the Rams. They made the playoffs very unexpected for them to get there. I think a lot of people thought that this was going to be uh, down the middle type of a team, but they finished the season really strong. They got contributions from a lot of young, important players uh, throughout this final stretch. Of course, Puka Nakua is probably going to end up winning Offensive Rookie of the Year. If it's not C.J. Stroud, he had himself a phenomenal season. Ryan, going to you as our Rams expert here. Uh, what do you think are the biggest needs for the Rams throughout this this offseason process that need to be addressed? I mean, it's pretty much been the offensive line since Andrew Whitworth retired, to be honest, because they've just been co- trying to figure out the offensive tackle position. They've had like Joe no- Noteboom was supposed to be the heir apparent there, and then he's, you know, was banged up and inconsistent. So last year they had Alaric Jackson playing a lot of the snaps as a left tackle. They I think he is a restricted free agent. So, like, you know, you ability to just bring him back in general. But they got struck gold last year, Joe, when they acquired Kevin Dotson, former Pittsburgh Steeler offensive guard. And he actually played really well for the Rams, but he is a free agent. Yep. You also have Coleman Shelton, the starting center, that's a free agent. So, offensive line in general is a spot that the LA Rams really need to focus on this year because you have a Older quarterback now, Matt Stafford, who's you know becoming a little bit less mobile, a little bit less of an out-of-structure guy, and he needs to be protected well. So the offensive line is a big part. I think continuing to bolster the pass rush outside of Aaron Donald, you, you struck gold a little bit in this last year draft when you got Kobe Turner from Richmond. You got Bri- uh, Byron Young out of Tennessee, who's a very talented edge rusher. But continuing to bolster that edge position especially – I think would be big time. And then we talked about it before the show, but the cornerback position is one that I think no, that the – LA Rams really need to focus on this year because mm. they are going to lose most likely unless they resign him. Akello Witherspoon to free agency. Kobe Durant, I think, is a solid, you know, nickel that can play a little bit outside of times, but I really think you could ups- upgrade that corner position even opposite of where Witherspoon was. And I think they need a lot of help on the back end overall. Yeah, I, I definitely agree, uh, you know, a lot with what Ryan is saying, too. I mean, of course, protecting Matt Stafford is always going to be a key thing, right, for your franchise. Matt Stafford proved again this year, him and Sean McVay with the ability of Kyron Williams out of the backfield, which was another huge surprise, I think, for them this year and his production, his physicality that he implemented in that offense. That Matt Stafford's still an MVP caliber quarterback. He still has that ability. So protecting him has to be one of the high priorities of your football team. And then, of course, doubling down again with Ryan, 
I think your first area of need, especially for this specific Los Angeles Rams team, is bolstering up that defensive line. I really do think that the defensive line getting bigger and getting more production out of just sack edge defenders like Ryan is alluding to, you know, do you go out there and get Latu, you know, the UCLA grad Mm -hmm. who's a phenomenal player that's been extremely productive. Uh, Do you go out there and you get like a Jared Verse type that has the ability to be a little bit more physical, but also has that pass rush ability. You know, these are guys that I feel like they should kind of add to that young draft that they had a year ago and really be able to potentially be a two deep type of rotation especially when you're in the NFC West with the group that you're playing against there. You can never have enough defensive linemen on your football team. Well, and, and Joe and Matt, I think you, you hit on a key point here is that the Rams, we, we know what their strategy has been over the last few years, and it won them a Super Bowl. It was mortgaging draft capital to get proven right. stars and then trying to fill in the gaps. But the one thing the Rams have done a pretty good job on is they've hit on some like late rounds and yeah. mid round type of draft picks over the last few years. They've gotten guys like Jordan Fuller in the past. They hit on a Kobe Turner who was a third round draft pick this year. They've right. hit on some guys in the later rounds that you say like that was tremendous value. I mean, Pukunakua this past year is a fifth round draft pick. Kyron Williams, the draft before. Les Snead and that stat and that scouting staff, I think, have done a really good job of finding those late, those mid to late round values. And that needs to continue because at the end of the day, Notre, uh, Notre Dame, the LA Rams are going to be built off of stars. They're going to be built right. off of Matt Stafford, Puka Nakua, even though he's on a rookie contract, but the Cooper Cups of the world, those are Aaron Donald on defense. They're still built off of that. What they have done, though, is now they're trying to mix and match a little bit of their old Wiley vets with some upcoming stars. Some of the younger guys, I mentioned Kyron, yeah. I mentioned Puka. continue to bolster that. Kobe Turner now being the guy, the guy inside with an Aaron Donald's. The Rams not only need to hit on their first round draft pick this year, which they haven't had in like 17 years at this point. Like they just, I can't remember the last time they, they had a first round draft pick. They need to hit on that, and they need to hit on some of those mid to late round guys because that is how the LA Rams have been built, and they've actually done a very good job of hitting those picks when they've had them. Right. And to add in here, you guys are talking about these really talented skill position players. I think one thing that the Rams have done a, a tremendous job of is finding value in those later rounds and then getting those skill position players to – play at a really high level. I I think that they need to continue riding that wave of roster building, which is let's get the, you know, the traits here players later on and we'll maximize their potential. They did that with Kyron Williams. They did that with Puka Nakua over the past couple of drafts. And I mean, even Cooper Cup was a third round pick or a second round pick. He was not a first round, round pick. pick. He was fourth a fourth round, round pick. He was yeah. he was not even a first rounder. So the the key thing here with the Rams is there has to be an early investment along the lines of scrimmage because that is where we've seen, I think, the greatest inconsistencies and the biggest weaknesses over the past two years where last year they were really bad. And then this this season where they almost beat the Lions in the wild card round, where they could have been a little bit stronger and that maybe would have helped them win those games is if they were a little more stout on either sides of uh, the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I mean, and, I would say... Just really quickly, uh, just to cut you off real quick, Ryan, you know, the the one thing that we really need to focus on, too, is just that why are a lot of these draft picks hitting so well for them? Well, because there are coaches that have that same relationship with management. They discuss exactly what it is that they need and what they're looking for to be great at their position to execute what they're looking at at both sides of the football. And I think that's why guys like Puka, you know, we all saw that post uh, recently on social media of how the Rams were having that discussion. I need a guy that's, 
you know, rough and dirty, can play and, and block and do all these things and then catch something over the middle. That's exactly what we saw all year. Now, the biggest really offseason thing for them is who is replacing Raheem Morris? Who mm-hmm. is coming in to keep that identity, that balance so well with Sean McVay's offense on the defensive side of the football to allow them, again, to be aggressive in the draft and to develop these players that maybe are overlooked a lot in these cases? Yeah, and I, I would say this, just to your point about the Detroit Lions game especially, Joe, is that I think the main difference, because I would say, yes, there was offensive line issues in the sense that there was too much pressure at times under Matt Stafford. You weren't the, the consistent running team that you had been down the stretch of the season. But I would also say the biggest difference was defensively, to your point, was one, some of your corners couldn't match up against the Amon Ross St. Browns of the world. But the other side of it is, is that Detroit got way too much movement at the line of scrimmage because they weren't able to counteract and shut down the run game. They weren't able to get consistent pressure against Jared Goff. So I think the offensive line, the defensive line are certainly places that you can invest in. Cornerback position, again, there's a good baseline for the Rams to build off of. You have Stafford in the building. You have Kyron Williams on a rookie fifth-round deal. You have Puka Nakua in the same type of situation. You have defensive line-wise Aaron Donald still under contract. You have Kobe Turner. You have Byron Young. You have a good baseline to build off of, but you need to hit some key spots this offseason because this is a big year for Sean McVay, in my opinion. BetOnline remains your top spot for all of your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for 50% off your first deposit. That is a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, where the game starts. So I want to open up the conversation here before we kind of talk first rounders to pay attention to for the Rams. Quarterback is a really weird spot for them because Matthew Stafford comes back, has a really, really nice year, was injured the previous season. So we're reminded of the mortality of Matthew Stafford's career last season. This year, we're reminded of him being MVP level and being a really, really good quarterback and why he was the former first overall pick. The the guy is unreal with how talented and gifted he is at the position. So this now opens up the question of how early should the Rams invest in the quarterback position in this year's draft? I would argue that any of their picks they should spend on a quarterback, whether it is to draft a solid backup, whether that is a Sam Hartman later on, somebody that just feels really steady, that can step in and is going to keep the offense on schedule, or if it's developing somebody on day two that they can get that maybe falls to them. Maybe Michael Penix is on the board and falls, and you draft that guy, let him sit for a couple of seasons, and then you allow him to take over in three years like we've seen with a guy like Jordan Love. I don't think it makes sense for them to go with somebody in the first round because they're still in this win-now window. I have seen... Uh, I think Bo Nix was in an NFL.com mock. Like I've seen some of these quarterbacks sometimes thrown in there. I don't love that type of a decision in the first round because there's other more critical needs that can't be addressed later in these other rounds. But what are your guys' thoughts? Matt, I want to go to you first as our obvious uh, resident quarterback expert. What do you think is the best move here for the Rams just so that they can feel a little bit more security if 
something does happen with Stafford and then also for the long-term future. Yeah, we saw the Rams a year ago try to make that move by drafting Stetson Bennett a little bit earlier than what most people probably projected him at as being that guy that potentially is the heir apparent or just a really solid backup for them. That hasn't really worked out. Now, where do you go from here? We have discussed multiple times on our own show here uh, for all you Rams fans out there. Just, you know, it, it. there's a lot of pretty quarterbacks there at the top. And then after that, you know, I'm not quite so sure if we have guys that are are day one backups ready to play in the NFL. So I feel like that would be a very bold thing for the Rams to do to waste a earlier pick for a potential backup if they don't really believe that he is the guy that is ultimately replacing Matthew Stafford. So I would err on the side of caution and only strike if, like you mentioned, Joe, if there is, for whatever reason, a Bo Nix or a Michael Penix that is there in the fourth round that is, for whatever reason, has fallen off, you know, on the draft stock because other teams have filled that void either in free agency or in the draft themselves. And a lot of the other teams are kind of set at the quarterback position with the money situation that they have. So that would be the only reason why I would stretch and go for someone to be the next in line when, again, like you said, your team is already kind of close. You know, you're one point away from beating the Rams. You know, I mean, from the, uh, from the, the Lions, excuse me. And I really have to think that the Rams probably would have matched up better against the San Francisco 49ers than the Detroit Lions in a lot of ways. And Sean McVay has had great success against Kyle Shanahan. So I think you're closer than you think. And I'd be very careful with wasting an early draft pick on a young quarterback if you didn't believe that he was the next guy for you. Yeah, I think if the Rams beat the Lions, I think they might have made the Super Bowl this past year. I, I truly believe that. I think right? that they I mean, would have had a good it was chance. There. Well, they have beat yeah, the 49ers, though. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they have – I think they had a window this year. They were playing their best football down the stretch. Right. They fell short against the Lions. I think they had a chance to beat, to beat the 49ers to eventually get to the Super Bowl. They, well, they probably would have lost that Super Bowl, if we're being honest. But regardless, the NFC was open this year. And I think to the quarterback conversation – this is all very dependent on what free agency looks like this year as far as how much can you shore up the offensive line? Can you find a starting corner that can be kind of a difference maker for you? If you can plug a couple of those holes, I think you can afford to take a luxury a little bit earlier in this draft. You know, maybe not first round, but if you're sitting there in the day two range and there's a guy that you really like as a developmental guy, maybe it's even a Michael Pratt out of Tulane. Maybe there's a guy that you want to pull the trigger on potentially. But I think that for me, it is solely going to be upon, pressed upon free agency. You have to plug some holes. If you don't plug a couple of those holes, then you can, you're on afford at that luxury at that point. Having a backup quarterback to be groomed under Matt Stafford is a great thing to have. But at the end of the day, the Rams have holes at some pretty key spots. You know, offensive line, cornerback, secondary pass rushers. They need to find guys that can create an impact in this team to not waste a winning window that is still open because Matt Stafford is still playing good football. So don't waste yeah. the winning window by taking a luxury. Only take a luxury if you can afford to take it. Mm. Two names that come up to me really quickly as I look through some of the free agent quarterbacks coming up next year. I'd be really interested to see if Sean McVay can talk a guy like Ryan Tannehill into coming over there oh. and being the backup. 
right? For a guy that, you know, needs a kind of a new start, a fresh start, needs to be in a different environment, being around Stafford, that type of offense, I feel like they would be able to get a lot of a Ryan Tannehill. And then, of course, Tyrod Taylor, who was the backup here with the New York Giants this past year, he's a free agent. He's someone like that, that I was too. a former teammate with, and I, I, I think very highly of him as being someone that is a really good quarterback that would be a surefire backup that can absolutely hold down the four and win you playoff games if it were to happen that way. Was that was it Buffalo? Were you guys yes. teammates? Yes. Okay. And I think he's just a, a very uh, just capable quarterback that, uh, unfortunately, the way that things happened in Buffalo with Rex Ryan era, he kind of got the short end of the stick. Then he had that injury there with the uh, Los Angeles Chargers there where essentially the team doctors punctured his lung accidentally and he would have been the starter there so I just think that he's a player that still has uh some left to be you know he has some some gas left in the tank it could be a very serviceable backup for the Los Angeles Rams and what they do offensively right it's great it's great to hear that you that you have were his teammate um Matt because uh, I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick was teammates with pretty much everyone in the NFL at this point but uh yeah great, great, great guy great guy just kidding obviously, um, obviously a joke yeah <laughs> terrible joke uh I want to I know it was yeah. it was but he was all, he's been on like nine different teams so like it's not right. the worst yeah. joke of all time it's I, kind of really I, I want to <laughs> wrap up our show with uh what we do best here which is talking uh some of the top draft prospects that could help fill things here for the Los Angeles Rams Matt you already brought up a couple edge rushers which I think Jared versus Leitu Latu, fantastic names. Leitu Latu is kicking butt right now in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, which is really fun to watch. He has done some tremendous things in these pass rush reps as we're recording right now. He had uh, one against the Utah guard tackle. His name is escaping me where he had a ridiculous counter move and completely blew past him. But uh, Latu is somebody who's going to get brought up a lot during this process. For me, though, guys, I think that you have to – Use this first pick on whatever and whoever is the first available offensive lineman uh, where you're sitting in the first round. And yeah. I mean, heck, maybe even double dipping somewhere in the second round, because as we've talked about here, that Super Bowl winning offensive line that they had a couple years ago, there has not been in really any work to rebuild off of that. There hasn't been any. They have been just shuffling who's who's into those spots and they're in a position now where they got to get somebody. And the the names that come to mind, like I look at a Kingsley Suamatea from from BYU who's a very uh, gifted player who maybe that's a little early for him would fit if some of the other guys are gone off the board. Amarius Mims from Georgia didn't play a ton of um, snaps this year but could play either tackle spot maybe he plays guard depending on how you want to use him and then uh, the last one is one that I really like that I don't think Ryan likes as much but Jordan Morgan the guard from Arizona who uh, yeah exactly I knew you were going to hate that I think that if you immediately plug him in at guard if you miss out and there's this crazy run on tackles which I think is very very possible to happen where all of the tackles could be off the board you can end up getting a Jordan Morgan who could be a good starting guard uh, in the NFL, I would rather Ryan have Jordan Morgan before I would go Tyler Guyton because, you know, Tyler Guyton, as we talked about on our yeah. senior bowl show, is still really raw and you need somebody who can play a little bit sooner and maybe the ceiling's higher for Guyton. Jordan Morgan's going to at least bring you a little bit better of a floor there. Two players at pick 19 that I would want personally for the LA Rams. One okay. is Troy Fontanu out of Washington. That's Bam. my guy. 
Bam, want him done. right now. Yes. To play either guard spots. <laughs> yeah. Play either guard spot. He could play tackle if you needed him to. He could also play center. Like he could play anywhere basically on the offensive line. You know, at six foot three and some change, not quite six foot four. He's got 34 plus inch arms. He's a really physical player, good mover overall, some really good hand nuance. I love Troy Fontano. I think that would be a great spot. The other one, Joe, is a guy that we just talked about in the senior bowl recap from day one. Jackson Powers Johnson out yeah. of out of Oregon, man, as a center. And look, the Rams have guard needs, but they also have center needs. They're losing Coleman Shelton, their starting center. They still have Brian Allen on the on the roster that has started for Notre, for the Rams in the past, but I just don't think that he's a plus starting center in the NFL. So if you're able to get a Jackson Powers Johnson, who also if you're able to find a good center for agency, he could also play guard if you wanted to as well to plug potentially one of those guard spots. If we're going offense line in the first round, Troy Fontanu, Jackson Powers Johnson, those are my two guys. Get one of those Pac-12 offensive linemen or formerly Pac-12 offensive linemen, I guess. Big 10. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and I'm really curious too if maybe that again, you know, I'm going a little bit of the from the perspective of the free agent route here with the Rams too, because I feel like with the yep. cap space that they have too, you know, that's where immediately defensively I was thinking guys like Daniil Hunter, right? If you can attract mm-hmm. him to that defensive line and add that depth with what he's done and, and possibly doing another one year contract. Now the offensive side of the football, you know, one of the names that I look at here on the unrestricted free agent list is Kevin Zeitler of the Baltimore Ravens. A guy that does play the interior position mm. well. He kind of can do a little of everything at both guard positions and just bolster depth, experience, and physicality, right? I mean, we know the guy obviously can run the uh, run block extremely well or else the Baltimore Ravens wouldn't have gotten him in the first place. So I think that's someone to add to the potential list of bolstering that offensive line to go along with those draft picks uh, because that, that would really, I think, add a, a certain level of toughness that the Rams need, especially for a long pu- playoff push. Yeah. I like well, Zeitler. And also, Zeitler's a good one. I, yeah, Zeitler's a really good one in free agency. If I had to throw out another name, Joe, I, I know you mentioned like uh, Kingsley Sumatea. If the Rams are a team that maybe wants to trade back a little bit into the late 20s, I would be more willing to take Kingsley at that point because I think that that spot makes a little bit more sense. But he could be at least your heir apparent at left tackle. If you're going to stick with Eric Jackson short-term, I think he could still be the long-term. But it's a great tackle class, man. It really right. is. There's no guarantee. Like, what if, and I know that this is a little bit it's a little bit clunky, right? This is a little bit clunky. But, Joe, what if at pick, like, 14 or 15, you're the Rams at pick 19, and you're looking and you're saying, man, Talese Fuaga is still there. Like, he's mm. still there. I Although, feel like that's not going to happen, though, of all people. Fuaga is going to – he might end up being the earliest <laughs> but outside Joe, of all to go. We, we, ha- we, have, we have to remember that this is a deep offensive tackle class, so players can fall, man, at some point. True. Some some points, the, the supply is going to be a little bit higher than the demands in this type well, of situation. Well, what if, what if so the what order if, was flipped? What if the order was flipped, though, and a guy like Joe yeah. Alt was there there for whatever reason? Oh, well, if he's there, then you do whatever it takes to go up against it's, Joe Alt. It's, but it's, I really it's yeah. yeah. I, well, so I, 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 to answer yeah. what you're saying, though, if if Joe Alt, yeah. Olufashanu, or Talese Fuaga, of slides. all right. of them are on the board, I, I'm tr- if, they're out, if we get to pick 11 and they're on the board, I'm trading up. I'm, I'm moving yeah. up to go and get one of those guys because – there's less question marks about any of those three players. Like those three players, I feel really, really good about Olu. Maybe you can wait a little bit. You can maybe like wait till like pick 13, but yeah, I think that you should consider trading up. I have this feeling though, the way that this, this really maps out that there's going to be 
uh, potentially an early run. Another guy that Ryan hates that I forgot to mention, uh, <laughs> J.C. Latham from Alabama. Well, I was, I think, it, it was, belongs in the convo too. Well, I was going to say is is the point of we think that the offensive tackle hierarchy right now is Joel Olufashanu Talise Fuaga, but what if? J.C. Latham is offensive tackle three off the board. True, it's not true. out of the realm of possibility. True. I mean, we've seen this every single year because where we think there's a hierarchy and then a team just kind of throws a, a curveball in there, right? Like last right. year, it was it was Darnell Wright going 10th overall and being picked before, you know, Broderick Jones and Peter Skaronsky. Like those curveballs always get thrown in there. And if there's totally. a guy that is just sitting and staring at you at 14 or 15, when you're the Rams who are have no problem trading draft capital to try to get their player, I think it could be a potential trade-up because at some point, some of those wide receivers are going to come off the board. The quarterbacks are going to come off the board. A couple edges are going to come off the board. Maybe a corner comes off the board in the top 10 to 12. At some point, there is going to be a position group that a player is going to slide a little bit because it, it, there's a there's going to be an overcrowdedness at the top. Whoever that best offensive tackle is sitting there at 14 or 15, if I was the Rams, I would be open to the opportunity to potentially mm. trade up and ensure that I have my left tackle of the future. Yeah, I hear you. I, I would be a little skeptical of Latham. And I, now, this is just me as a general fan, and I haven't watched like a ton of football and film on him particularly, but I just don't know if he kind of fits Sean McVay, that style – and all that kind of it's stuff a fair too. Point. So that, that's why I feel a little, little skeptical with him. You know, he's he's kind of like a bigger body type that I feel like that's not who they're really looking for. You know, that's a good point. I, I'd rather see them go see, get a veteran. You know, like a Tyrant Smith at tackle than replacing him with a rookie there at that position, especially with an older quarterback like Stafford. So, a little skeptical of that one. Yeah, Latham's best suited in more of like a power based scheme. So that's that's a very very good point, and it, his physical profile is going to be something that we're probably going to talk about. A lot on this show. Folks, thank you for tuning in to this episode of, or this crossover episode of Believe in Rams with the first team uh, <laughs> filling in. If you are maybe not a Rams fan and you were tuning in, you want to hear our thoughts on the 2024 NFL draft, the whole offseason, all that stuff, make sure you go and check us out wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube as well. Just search up the first team NFL draft podcast and you can find us. I was Joe DeLeon at Joe DeLeon and with me, Matt Sims at Sims Complete and Ryan Roberts at Rise and Draft. Enjoy the rest of your week, folks. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 